We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Day More NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now. I'm so used to starting this podcast talking about how much the Wolves just lost by, how many consecutive losses they've had, and how dire it is that they only have a 40.1% chance of keeping their draft pick. I'm used to talking about what is going wrong. I, I don't know what to do right now. This is all new. It was a win. The Wolves looked awesome tonight. Absolutely destroying the New Orleans Pelicans by 30. They won 135 to 105. And we're definitely going to talk about how they got there. Um, how Jalen Noel and Jaden McDaniels were absolutely just scorching hot tonight. Shooting a combined 19 of 22 from the field. 19 of 22. They were 10 of 12 from three, the two of them. But first, before we get into the game, I just want to... I want to talk about winning and how I am now under the impression that this team is going to pursue winning here in the second half. I mean, the elephant in the room here for the second half of the season is, right, obviously that first round pick, you know, going to Golden State unless it falls in the top three. You know, as we talked about plenty in the first half of the year, it just felt weird that what the Wolves were putting on the floor felt like they were you know, almost trying to target that pick stealthily. And that just kind of had a gross flavor to it. But at the same time, we were all like, well, it, it makes sense to go for that. Just, you know, just not right now. But, you know, then the all-star break hits and you start thinking about, well, the wheels feel like they're pretty much completely off right now. And, you know, the idea of going for that pick it, kind of feels like that was all that was left we kind of just thought development and a whole lot of losing was about to come in the second half but 
with that in my mind, I, I was surprised over the All-Star break when you kind of have the chance to, to talk to some people around the league as everyone's just kind of sitting at home for a week. And what kept what kept coming up as I talked to people was that they kept saying their understanding is that the Wolves want to win in the second half of the season. One Eastern Conference executive texted me. He said, quote, they sure don't seem like they want to lose. They're trying to add winning players. Another said, quote, the Wolves are buyers. So I'm sitting here over the All-Star break. Think about that. Think about that Wolves team. That Wolves team that just got smacked at home by 33 to the Hornets and is 7-29 and at the All-Star break and is now apparently a buyer at the deadline. And I'm just like, okay, that confirms it. Weirdest team ever. But then at the same time, you know, I've been saying on this podcast that what the Wolves have been doing, you know, they, they can't keep doing <laughs> And I don't want to be a hypocrite. If I've been, if I believe what has been happening was untenable, then I believe that something has to change. And pursuing winning would be a change. And then tonight's win felt like the beginning of that change. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that this is going to be duplicated out over the rest of the season. I'm not saying this team is going to all of a sudden become a 500 team, even if they make trades at the deadline. But what I am saying is that I could see them at least try to be one of those teams. Which is a completely different feeling, a completely different effort than what they put out there during the first half of the year. It certainly felt different. It certainly sounded different after the game when we got to talk to the coaches and players. Here's Ant. Ant, um, just, I mean, it's been a rough stretch for you guys here. I mean, just what did it feel like to be in, in the locker room with your teammates after a win like you guys had tonight? Damn, we got to win. It feel good hearing you say that. <laughs> Shit, I mean, we were having fun. We're trying to get used to it for real, I feel like. Like, I'm trying to get used to it. So whatever we did this game, we need to grow and build on that. What flipped the switch? You know, the, the, the start of the game was, was pretty rocky for you guys. How did you guys flip the switch and turn it the way that you did so, so emphatically? Uh, the second group came in with uh, aggressiveness. Uh, they came in with a mindset of uh, we're not going to lose this game. And I mean, we followed <laughs> and it, it led us down a, a really, really good path. So let's talk about that bench that Ant described as the group that they followed. Start with Jaden McDaniels. Jaden had 20 points, four boards, three blocks and two steals. And he shot eight of nine from the field. And his only miss... <laughs> was just the heat checkiest of heat checks, which he deserved. Nas Reed, 15 points, four boards, two blocks, two steals, and he only missed two of his nine shots. And then there was Jalen, Jalen frickin' Noel, man. My God. 28 points, five boards, six assists. He played point guard for the first time in his career, and he was 11 of 13 from the field. Just a stupid six of seven from three on hard threes. I mean, the... Actually, the one he missed was just, was an open catch and shoot. The other ones were tough. Those three, Jaden, Nas, and Jalen, they combined to shoot 26 of 31 from the field on 11 of 15 shooting from three. I mean, tonight was big for those three. On one hand, I mean, many of you have been calling for more minutes for all those guys all season. I mean, I have to some extent. But on the other hand, you know, 
betting on those three was was theoretical. You know, we haven't seen this from them this year. We, I mean, particularly Noel and McDaniels, might have liked flashes here and there, but I mean, Nas of those three is the only one who's really had a game like this before. I mean, McDaniels had flashes all year that he was a player that impacts winning, right? But but he's never been this impactful offensively. He never even really flashed this. And then with Noel, I mean, tonight he got to show what he believes he is. He said to us in the media forever, he's like, I'm not just a catch-and-shoot guy. And he said that in his game and how he's played. He said he just needed to get a role. I mean, that was his thing at first, which is fair, right? And then he did get a role, you know, about 20 games ago. But that role, you know, it was, it was kind of capped. It didn't really let him, you know, spread his wings, be that microwave guy that, you know, he can be. This was the first time he was really given the chance to play big minutes. It was the first time he was given the bandwidth to just kind of let it rip. And, you know, in that, he, he took advantage and he played it. He played it his way. You know, when was the last time you were in a kind of zone, maybe like tonight, where it kind of feels like everything's going to fall? If I could think about it, it was probably that uh, that preseason game. Uh, the, I think it was the 22 and 13 minutes. That that was pretty – that was – yeah, that was – I think that was the last time. Um, you know, there were times where I probably had it like that, but, you know, I probably came out and, you know, so it shortened it. But that's the last time I can remember what does a night like tonight just do for you moving forward? You know, like I know you have confidence in your scoring abilities, but to see it, to have a performance like this, I don't know. Does that just reinstill confidence in, in what you're doing and, and what you can do? Um, yeah. I mean, even if this night didn't happen, I, I still have the same amount of confidence. Um, so, but, but, but for it to happen on, on this night, um, first game back, you know, it was everything. So just making sure I carry that over and, you know, continue to work like I've been working. So uh, just making sure that, you know, I could continue to have games like this consistently. I'm really interested to see what's next for Jalen. You know, for one reason or another, you know, he's been one of the young guys on this team over the past two seasons that he hasn't really been given anything, right? Like players like Jarrett Culver and Nas Reed and even Jordan McLaughlin, you know, when those guys have felt almost force-fed minutes, Noel hasn't even... He hasn't really been given much of a shot, you know, and and so now I'm thinking with, you know, D'Angelo Russell's now on the mend, if you missed it. D'Angelo's supposed to start on-court activities this weekend, so whatever that means for a return. I mean, he's coming back. Malik is going to be back at the end of the month, and I just wonder, I wonder what the shot that Jalen is going to get looks like now. I mean, obviously, Ant has another one of those guard-slash-wing spots locked down, too, and if Rubio is still here, after the deadline, I mean, we know he'll get minutes alongside D'Lo too. So for Noel, you got to think it's kind of about snagging those extra minutes over Culver and Okogi. And that's that's where it gets a little weird, right? After, you know, after a night like tonight, that seems like a pretty obvious choice. We've never seen Culver or Okogi play a single game in their career that was as impactful as the game that Noel played tonight. But at the same time, Culver and Okogi... You know, they have been two of those guys who have been force-fed those minutes. So, I think the question is, will Noel play if it means removing Culver from the rotation completely? 
I think that's the proposition here. And at some point, it's a numbers game. Like, there's only so many wing spots. So, we'll see. I mean, Noel certainly has a chance here over the next seven games prior to the deadline because that's when Malik gets back. And particularly so with Jordan McLaughlin and the health and safety protocols for, you know, however long that plays out. I mean, the backup point guard job is is Jalen's. Let's take a quick break and then uh, get to what we saw from Cat tonight because I thought that was pretty interesting too. said to yourself I love the fact that I've had the same pair of sheets since just after college and I've never liked them but I keep washing them every week and putting them back on the bed just like it's totally normal well stop it Brooklinen can make that voice in your head and the bad sheets on your bed go away Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky who also tried to boost their home essentials in a way that didn't cost them an arm and a leg and when they couldn't they founded Brooklinen which is the first direct-to-consumer bedding company They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They're so confident you will love their products that they even have a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is also so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, they got pillows, towels, loungewear, more. So go to brooklinen.com and use promo code MORE, my last name, M-O-O-R-E, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, and enter promo code MORE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more and free shipping. brooklinen.com and use promo code MORE at checkout. So let's talk about the beginning of the game. Not the falling down by 16 right away. That was uncomfortable. But what the Wolves were running, what were they were they were trying to be right away at the beginning of the game, I thought that was, you know, indicative of what they're going to be. They're definitely not going to be the team that relies on, you know, 60 points from McDaniels and Noel every night. They're, that was the story tonight, and that's going to cover up a lot of what we saw just in general. I get that's the story. But I think I think what we saw at the beginning of the game was telling what we saw at the beginning is is going to be more of indicative. It's going to be more indicative of what we're going to see going forward from this team. And what we saw was Cat get aggressive. You know, Cat wasn't hitting early. I think he took the Wolves' first five shots of the game, and you know he wasn't making them. He missed his first six threes of the game and only shot seven of nineteen on the night. But the way they were using Cat and Cat's willingness to fire in that role, to me, as I was sitting here, I mean. It was reminiscent of the beginning of last season when Cat was playing his best basketball of his career. That's what it looked like. And in that time, that's why the Wolves started 3-0. They won 10 of their first 18 games last season because of that, because of Cat. I mean, straight up, but the this team is not talented enough to even play 500 basketball without Cat playing that brand of aggressive. He has to shoot a lot for them to win. He's their best offensive player. And in that, you know, he needs to be cooking from the top of the key. Yeah, he might have only made two threes tonight, but I really loved his second one. And if you watch the game, I think you know what I'm talking about. It was it was one of those off-the-dribble mini step-back things. And, and that move needs to be in his bag for this Wolves team to be able to break out of the kind of funks they get themselves into. There have been so many times this season where the opponent, right, goes on a run and... 
you know, part of the run is because the Wolves' offense just becomes stagnant. They try to run an action and just kind of run into a wall or they pass around for a drive and kick, and it leads to a miss three and another miss three and over and over and over again. And in that time, it just – those moments feel like Cat needs to take the ball and be seven-foot James Harden because he can get that look whenever he wants. I mean, he gets the ball up at the top of the key, and he can take that a dribble into, into his man and step back and take that whenever he wants. There isn't a double team there. And so I'm interested to see him, you know, put together over the course of, you know, 10, 15 games or whatever, put together a sample of 20, 30 of those shots. You know, let's see what, let's see what sort of clip he can make them at. Because I'm, I'm willing to bet that that shot is still better than the rest of this team from three. I mean, coming into tonight, into tonight, the Wolves had only made 35.1% of their catch-and-shoot threes this season. That's 28th in the league, third worst. And I'm willing to bet that Cat can make that shot at a higher clip than that. And, and really, if that's what the Wolves' offense is targeting, or catch-and-shoot threes, then, like, I, I mean, any shot by Cat ends up being better than that. And, because, and that's because he can get it whenever he wants. I mean... Tonight, we, we just saw what Finch has been talking about in running this offense through Cat. And then, simultaneously, we saw Cat run with that idea. I asked Finch after the game if this is what he sort of pictured. Coach, I think particularly early on, we saw Carl looking for a shop as much or more than he has the entire season. I mean, you, you've been talking some about just being intentional about running through him. How, how do you feel that that balance shook out tonight? And is, is that what you kind of anticipate going forward? Well, he told me the other day that uh, he was going to be extremely aggressive in this game. And uh, I was all for it. You know, at times we needed him to be more aggressive over the last few games. He always tries to make the right play. And we love that about him. You know, he didn't really connect early on, but I thought he shot the rust off. And then like, you know, he wasn't trying to find his rhythm later. Then he was really aggressive going to the hoop. Uh, you know, I thought he got, um, you know, did a good job of mixing up attacking and shooting, made some big shots at the end of the clock. He really got himself going, even though, you know, the, the buckets weren't there, but just his mindset was aggressive. This stretch of games without D'Lo and Malik is a good time for Cat to kind of entrench himself in that role. That, I don't know if it's a mindset that Finch is talking about. I've I've always had concerns that the presence of Dilo, Malik, and Ant, while they're the team's other best offensive players, I've had concerns that their presence could kind of encroach on Cat's volume, right? Like, and that's because Cat is a willing passer. He's a good passer. He's the type of player who tries to make the play, the next good play to get the quote-unquote better shot. But I think if Cat can establish himself in this role and become comfortable and understand that he is the clear-cut tentpole of the offense, then I think if he starts to believe that, then it should sustain through the roster change of D'Lo and Malik coming back or whatever happens at the deadline. Cat needs to know this is him every night. And then when you add back D'Lo and Malik as offensive weapons, if Cat has established himself then their presence begins to encroach on the other parts of the offense, which is fine. I mean, if Delo's presence cuts into some of Ant's shot happiness, I mean, that's a good thing. If Malik's presence cuts into some of the threes guys like Akogi, Culver, and Ruby are taking, that's a good thing. And that's just building out an offense. 
around a tentpole. That's building out an offense around Cat, which is something this team hasn't felt like it's been doing this season since Cat came back. And when they do, I mean, Cat's good. That should be fun. And this team, this team needs fun. I think we saw them have fun tonight. And speaking of fun, I think I got Ant to say the word fun like 30 times in this answer. Ant, why, why do you think this team plays so much better when it looks like you're having fun? Tell me when we it, when it looked like we as a team having fun? Yeah, when you guys are out there, I mean, I feel like you can see you guys start having fun, and then the next, you know, five, ten minutes, it's the play is completely different. I mean, we young. Like, if we're not having fun, we're not going to be good at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk, if we ain't having fun, then we might as well go ahead and pack our stuff and go home early. Like, we got to come out with energy. We got to come out having fun. And after that, it can go where it may go. But as long as we come out and have fun, I feel like we're in a great position. Does it feel like sometimes that you guys start games and it's like, it's tense or it's, it's a different emotion than fun at the beginning. Just seems like you kind of are starting slow a lot of the time. And then, and then the fun picks up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That happens a lot, but we got to do a better job of starting off having fun. Like if we start off having fun, then we probably be in way better position because we was down probably like 12, 15 points, I think. And we fought back because we, we started having fun. So we have fun from the jump. I feel like we would have been in a way better position. So let's have some fun. This year has not been very fun. For the players, coaches, fans, whatever. Obviously, winning comes with fun. It's baked in, and that's not going to happen all the time. But this team needs to just start approach, just approaching winning. They need to get comfortable with it. I'm not sure how much winning they're going to do. But as I said at the beginning, I do feel confident in saying that they are now trying to win. At least for now. There's 35 games left. You know, We'll see what the last 10 or so look like when everyone's you know fighting for the bottom of the standings but for now and I heard it a bunch over the break I mean they're, they're gonna go for it and now we've seen what it can look like I mean that pick is going to be the elephant in the room all season but there's a way to play and occasionally win and have fun around that elephant that's what this I think that's what this Wolves team needs to aim at that's the plan that's all I got tonight I am recording tomorrow afternoon with Brit, um, which will be a whole different vibe than those other Brit pods have been this year. I mean, I know you you all think that Brit is this grouchy dude, but you got to remember we've been talking about a seven and twenty nine team. I think I don't know. I think you'll see a different side of Brit tomorrow. Maybe not. I don't know. But we'll chop tonight's game and the rest of the season up tomorrow, Brit and I. So look for that pot fop. Ugh. That pod in your feed late afternoon on Friday. Listen to it while you go on a long run or whatever it is you do with headphones in your ears on the weekends. Until then, thanks for listening. The Timberwolves' second half of the season is underway. They're undefeated. <laughs> I'm Dane. All right. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you dancing like nobody else. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.